0: team up like a mouse. <laughs> Good evening everyone and live from the Denver Broncos quarterback room it's the fourth and inches show with Jenna and the <laughs> Sherpa. Jenna, how are you did you oh. partake in some Wednesday afternoon football this week?
1: Um, I, I had it on I actually um, I, I work in a car dealership so I work an awful lot I work in accounting which is you know not always the most stimulating thing but uh I have a setup with an extra monitor in my office specifically just to keep sports on. So yes, I was watching football. There's <laughs> yeah, a good, a good version uh, of golf and football and baseball in there. It's not a bad gig.
0: Yeah. just For Wednesday afternoon football, that was, you know, I think we've seen a lot in the 10 years of the show. We've seen Tuesday night games, new, even games canceled altogether, but uh, yeah, I think in the 11 years we've been, Eleven seasons we've been doing the show now. Wednesday afternoon football is the first that looks like some you know high school, either a JV game or you know you'd have yeah like you know teams playing on you know Roschachano or Yom Kippur is on a Friday night or a Saturday, so they move the game to a Wednesday or Thursday. But uh, for the NFL, I've never seen anything like that, which is just uh, part of the crazy times we're living in.
1: Yeah, it was it was very strange. I gotta say, you're right. We have seen a lot, uh, but that's that's new even for us. Uh, and it was it wasn't pretty. I mean, we did get we did get some RG three action, which the season really was sorely lacking. I think we can all agree on. Um, but it, it And I was still was calling him not... RBG,
0: which wasn't quite the right thing <laughs> to
1: do. It, it certainly wasn't the uh, the most technically sound football game I think either of us has ever seen. The only good thing that game did was it pushed the Cowboys game back um, because I was not looking forward to them losing in prime time on my birthday. That seemed like a really terrible gift to myself. So like the only, the only positive I'm taking out of this Wednesday debacle is that.
0: (laughs) Well, early uh, happy birthday wishes then, but uh, hopefully there'll be uh, plenty of other games to uh, amuse and entertain you with on the, Sunday, maybe you'll even make up some ground in our. Um, Here's our hoping. This a tough week. Oh, well, you had a good week. You were <laughs> 11 and 5 this week, which is quite a good week.
1: Above average. But, you know, we I need a little more than that to catch you. So I've got to go a little harder this week. I think I have a few that, that we're going to disagree on. I feel pretty good about them.
0: <laughs> okay. Looking forward to it. Hey, before we get um, – why don't you let people know who we are where we are and all that good stuff. And then before yeah. we get into yeah. the injuries, I have a few questions I want to run by you as uh, people contemplate strategy for the final uh, playoff push yeah, or on. the spoiler push.
1: Going into the home stretch here, um, uh, hopefully your team is not blessed with Ezekiel Elliott like mine was last week. Um uh, But anyway, uh, we are going to be here for an hour, as we are every week, just generally not on Thursdays. Usually we're watching football right now. We'll be here until 10 p.m. Eastern Time, giving you all the news and notes, all the uh, storylines, the COVID updates, reinstatements, suspensions, all kinds of good stuff. Injuries, of course. Uh, We've got your waiver wire picks, daily fantasy picks, your game predictions, and who to start and who to sit. And, of course, you are in the home stretch. I'm sure an hour isn't enough of us because, like, realistically at this point, you're 11 years in. You need more than 60 minutes of us a week. You can find us all week long. We're all over social media. We are on Facebook at the FantasyFootballSherpa.com. Or, I'm sorry, at the FantasyFootballSherpa fan page. There we go. Uh, We're on Twitter at the number 4 show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. As always, we line up questions. We're here for you. You want to just, you know, talk to the kitten. Whatever works, we are here. Uh, And we do have, in true 2020 fashion, two teams on a bye this week. (laughs) The Buccaneers and the Panthers are checking in for the last bye week of the season. So,
0: here we are. Alrighty, so a couple quick questions for you before we get into the the, uh, traditional injury report. How about, um, I see the Seahawks, uh, Josh Gordon was activated or removed from the uh, commissioner's uh, restricted list. He's not eligible until week 16, but would you um, spend a speculative, assume you're just playing in a seasonal league, not a dynasty league, would you expend a waiver wire priority or um, bid on him thinking that he might be a difference maker in case your team gets as far as the league uh, finals?
1: Yeah, I think I would. Um, that's a it's a very dynamic offense. We know Josh Gordon can run far, and he can run fast, uh, and that's really all Russell Wilson's looking for at this point. Uh, and that, that offense, I think, is built for his style of play, and he's clearly pretty well rested at this point. So he's not injured, uh, and that's going to put him again, ahead of an awful lot of people, at least on my team.
0: <laughs> I mean, actually, I think I'd go the other way on that now because I, mean, I hope he's makes it and sticks this time, but you know, although I have my doubts. But, um, you yeah, know, I feel kind of like Charlie Brown kicking the football whenever I pick him up <laughs> for a, a roster. You know, I know I'm going to get burned eventually. It's just a matter of when. But I'm just not sure he has the impact after having been away. You know, you see what happened with Antonio Brown, and you could say, well, that's because Antonio Brown has two very talented receivers in front of him in Tampa Bay. Well, guess what? Josh Gordon has so two Josh very talented receivers in front of him in Seattle. So I'm just not sure given the time away and the fact that he's, you know, probably the third option, you know, in the wide receiver pecking order there. Yeah. I'm just not sure that I would, um, you know, would, would go after him uh, this time rather than somebody that might, uh, help me in the, in the short run or might have a, um, Anyway, I'll just leave it at that. So, and then generally, um, if you've got, here's a couple more um, examples. There were some players that did quite well earlier in the season and have really fallen on hard times uh, lately, especially at the wide receiver position. I'm thinking specifically Mm -hmm. of, you know, Darius Slayton and Travis Mm Fulgham, who were both, of course, they both play in the NFC, but, you know, they were both kind of looking like, you know, wide receiver number one for their team, mm-hmm. uh, for their respective teams uh, back, you know, six, seven weeks ago, but now they're either injured or their offenses have just fallen apart around them. If you had the chance yeah. to pick up somebody like, I'll use a, you know, a hot hand, a Nelson Aguilar, an Alan Luzard, or even somebody speculative like say Kiki Kuche with uh, Will Fuller V., out um, for the season now would you do that or do you hang on to those guys and hope that you know maybe you know the Giants have a matchup against a a pretty poor Seattle secondary and maybe he's you know it's worth holding on to Slayton so do you hold on to those unproductive players or do you go after speculative guys who might have a higher upside in the next week or two
1: I think Right now, especially with those two examples, I'd probably go after some speculative picks. I really like Kiki Kute with uh, our boy Will Fuller, the fifth uh, out. Uh, I just, it's, it's tough. Like Darius Slayton, I I feel like we could see something different now with Colt McLander center. But Travis Fulgham and that Eagles that Eagles offense is tough looking. It just. I, if it's somebody outside of the NFCs, so I might feel a little different, but I'm I'm willing to roll the dice at this point because most of my guys that I thought were going to get me to the dance are hurt or totally ineffective at this point. So I'm freewheeling and fancy free at this point.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I'm kind of I think of similar mind. Yeah, Travis Fulgham is a no for me, yeah. and I have him on a dynasty roster, and I'm not going to cut him. But for seasonal league, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think you know he had a nice run there, and but just there are too many guys with more upside than he has for the mm-hmm. last uh, few weeks of the season, especially if you're in the fight for the playoffs or looking for somebody who has a really good matchup during the playoffs. I just don't think it's him at this point. You know, Darius Slayton. Yeah, if if Daniel Jones is able to play this weekend against Seattle, maybe, but you know, of course Darius Slayton didn't look too healthy. Last weekend, he dropped what would have been yeah. a surefire, you know, long TD bomb, um, which caused me to pull out what few hairs I have were me. But uh, <laughs> anyway, and then generally, how far ahead would you look at this point in the season if you were trying to pick some guy up? You know, does it depend on whether you're already in the playoffs or trying to, you know, fight your way into the playoffs or, you know, do you? Just look for the coming week or do you take a look you know two three weeks down the road to see you know what the guys matchups in the in your league semifinals and finals might look like if you're fortunate enough to make it that far
1: yeah I try to look I try to look a couple weeks out um, you know if I'm I, there's somebody who I say I truly love the matchup you know great I'll pick them up but I try to try to keep people more than a week at this point just because it, it's just it's so hard with everyone fighting to get in, uh, at least in a lot of leagues that I'm in. There's there's a lot of parity right now with so many injuries and, and COVID just tearing through everything. Um, so I'm trying to look and see who's going to be the best over the course of a couple of weeks. But, I mean, there's one team where I, I'm i going to need a small miracle to get into the playoffs, and I'm probably looking more week-to-week there than a team that's right on the edge or already looking like I'm fitting in, in, into the playoffs.
0: Okay, great. We now return nope. you to your regularly scheduled injury <laughs> report.
1: <laughs> it's as teared it down do as humanly clear. possible. It's
0: it's just not a small list. <laughs>
1: um, obviously, since we last were with you guys, a few things have happened in the NFL. Uh, I mean, the Denver Broncos did not have an actual quarterback, play quarterback for them last week. Uh, it it was an interesting situation, uh, unless you live under a rock, you obviously already know, um, but the quarterbacks are all back, minus Jeff Driscoll, who does actually have COVID. He is not eligible this week. Um, the team is now sequestering Blake Bortles away from the facility uh, to prevent a future void in this situation. Um, you got to give props to Kendall Hinton last week, who with no practice time, like 24 hours notice, went out there and put himself in an absolute impossible situation. Um, there's just no way. He, what does that he say about your team when you'd there. rather
0: have activated an assistant coach and start them a quarterback rather wild. than have you? That's just bizarre.
1: Well, and what's interesting is it didn't actually occur to me. Like I'm, I'm sure it should have, but I'm not running an NFL team. So I didn't really think about this, but the bills, um, actually have had their fifth round pick Jake from away from the team, the entire season. So that if something like this were to happen, they would have someone who has actual quarterback experience in the last, you know, calendar year eligible to play quarterback for them. He's doing zoom meetings and like staying involved in things, but he's not in with the team all the time. So that if something like this were to happen, like the bills almost didn't have tight ends. Thank God, Tyler, Tyler Croft's wife had a baby or they would have been without a tight end, but not having a quarterback is, is a, very real thing that can happen. I mean, you look at Denver and then you look at the Ravens this week who, who put 14 guys on their active roster onto the COVID list and lost Lamar Jackson, you know, one or two locker room high fives away from not having quarterbacks either. So I didn't really think that far ahead, but the bills were, and I'm sure a couple of other teams are obviously now Denver is because they look real foolish. (laughs) So, um, Yeah. Trying to sign your offensive uh, quality control coach, to the active roster is not a good look, I will say. <clears throat> um, but, you know, true Locke's going to be back this week for whatever that's worth. <laughs> depending who you ask this week, Dalvin Cook is either completely fine or he's very beat up. Uh, it seems that his back and his ankle are, are possible issues, but depending on which coach you ask, it depends on the severity of it. He's going to play. It's just a matter of how effective he is, and in what? how how much he's on the field this week. Um, quite frankly, he's down Cook, so I think he'd take the risk. <clears throat> in Gardner Minshew news, since you know I'm always on this, uh, he's healthy, he's practicing, but Jacksonville is going to stay with Mike Lennon at quarterback, which is not a good endorsement for old Gardner. Um, but we'll see what happens with Mike Lennon. Uh, in, <laughs> in San Francisco, uh, they are, well, not in San Francisco anymore since their County has designated that they can't have team activities and can't be playing organized sports right now. So they are currently in Arizona for their next two quote unquote home games. Uh, they're there, they're in their bubble and they're going to see how that goes. Uh, they're also planning on both George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo returning this season. George Kittle, they're claiming sooner rather than later, uh, but wait and see on that. I do still have George Kittle staff on the team. Whether or not that's crazy, I don't know, but I like it. Uh, in New Orleans, wide receiver Marquise Calloway suffered a minor knee sprain. He's questionable for this week. Green Bay signed wide receiver Tavon Austin this week, since they are still dealing with some injuries and could certainly shore up that wide receiver core. Although someone should tell Aaron Rodgers that he's on the team and maybe tell him that it's actually Devontae Adams. So we get some looks. In Cleveland, running back Kareem Hunt was limited practice with a thigh injury. He looks like he's still on track to play this week. Titans tight end Jonu Smith did not practice with a knee injury. He's pretty questionable going into the week, so have a plan B there. Uh, Also in New Orleans, Alvin Kamara is dealing with a foot injury. Michael Thomas still dealing with that ever-present ankle injury. They were both limited at practice, uh, but they look like they're both probably playing this week, barring a setback. In Atlanta, wide receiver Julio Jones was limited practice on Wednesday, did not practice today with that hamstring injury. So that is not a good sign. I would not... Be counting on him this week. He did not play. It was kind of a late scratch last week. Uh, also, running back Todd Gurley was limited. He's pretty questionable coming into this week with a back injury. Raiders wide receiver Nelson Aguilar uh, did not practice with an ankle injury, and uh, running back Josh Jacobs is not practicing with an ankle injury as well. Uh, those are going to go down into Sunday, so have have a backup plan. Uh, it certainly looks like looking like Josh Jacobs is more unsure out of the two of them. So prepare for that. Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold was full participant at practice for the first time, maybe all season with that shoulder injury. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, his wide receiver, Rashad Perryman was not, he was limited with a shoulder injury. Miami has a weird thing happening at quarterback uh, late in the week. Last week, Tua tunga suffered a thumb injury at practice and uh, kind of was a surprise to not play on Sunday. So we got old Fitz magic who came back and unfortunately did not cover the spread, which I didn't appreciate um Tua as of yesterday was on track to start this week and now after practice today they're saying that they're going to decide on Sunday who's playing quarterback which tells me that maybe Tua didn't have best practice and maybe we don't want to walk back our decision that he's the starter um but it's certainly it's a coin flip at this point if it's gonna be Fitzpatrick or uh Tunga Vailoa and Detroit wide receiver Kenny Galladay still not practicing with that hip injury Probably should have just put him on IR because he's missed more than three weeks at this point. He is likely not playing this week. Quarterback Matt Stafford is still dealing with that right thumb injury he's had for the last couple of weeks. He was limited to practice. He's going to play this week. The Bears announced that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be your starter again on Sunday, despite the fact that Nick Foles has returned to practice. Uh, he's been limited with that hip injury. He's not 100% yet. Uh, so we're going to see old Mitchie Pooh back under center this week. Also worth noting, out of uh, Bears practice, Khalil Mack is uh, dealing with a back injury, did not practice yesterday, so keep an eye on that. Minnesota tight end Irv Smith Jr. did not practice the back injury. He's very questionable heading into the week, so that makes Kyle Rudolph a little more interesting. Like I said, Dalvin Cook has been limited with that back and ankle injury. They're going to try to run him out there, but we'll see what happens. Your Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones, looked like the sniper got him. Uh, He left the game on Sunday with a hamstring injury. Not practicing, pretty questionable coming into this week. Uh, It looks like Colton McCoy is probably going to be under center, but they're certainly going to take that uh, to see how the next two days go. And as you alluded to, wide receiver Sterling Shepard is uh, injured as well as Darius Slayton. Shepard's dealing with toe and shoulder injuries, and Darius Slayton's got shoulder and foot injuries. So not not entirely sure how every wide receiver is an upper and lower body injury, but it's the Giants. They've both been limited. Uh, Keep an eye on them coming into the weekend. In Seattle, running back Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde were both limited at practice. They're both going to play this week with those foot and toe injuries, respectively. Uh, this is more of a maintenance thing, but always always be ready. You never know what will happen in that Seattle backfield. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray still bothered by that right shoulder injury. He's been limited at practice. He's going to keep playing through it, though, barring some kind of catastrophic setback. Uh, In New England, quarterback Cam Newton is dealing with an abdominal injury and a bad sense of style, but really only the ab is is an issue for your fantasy lineup. He's been limited to practice. An awful lot of the Chargers' defense is not practicing this week. Um, So if you're thinking about starting them in fantasy or you're playing against them, keep that in mind. Philadelphia, uh, the Eagles are struggling, to put it mildly. Uh, Things are not getting better for them. Lane Johnson, uh, who was a a big source of protection for Carson Wentz, is not going to be playing. He was dealing with an ankle injury. Now he's got a shoulder injury. He's having ankle surgery. He is done for the year. That is bad news for Carson Wentz and his survival rate. Uh, In sort of positive news, though, tight end Zach Ertz is back at practice. They're taking him back off IR. So he looks like he's going to make a return this week, though he's been limited, uh, hopefully a little more productive than before he got hurt. And welcome back to League. Alshon Jeffrey finally caught his first pass of the season last week. It only took him 12 weeks, so he's back. I'm sure you're all clamoring to get him on your fantasy lineup. Uh, We talked about at the top of the show, Texans wide receiver Will Fuller has been suspended for six weeks, effectively ending his season for inadvertently violating the substance abuse policy, according to his statement. In better wide receiver news, uh, Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen is activated off the COVID list. He is healthy again. And 49ers activated Brandon Ayuk off of the COVID list as well. Those are good signs for your fantasy lineups. Uh, Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard was limited at practice with a core injury. He should be fine this week. Titan Mercedes Lewis in Green Bay also was limited with a knee injury. In Denver, not only do uh, they finally have some quarterbacks at practice, but it looks like Phil Lindsay, who was their emergency quarterback last week, may not be playing this week. Uh, perhaps trying to learn the uh, the quarterback side of the playbook was a little too much, but he's got a knee injury. Doesn't look good for him coming this week. Wide receiver Jerry Judy was limited today with an ankle injury, but he's got a better chance of the than he does for sure. Before Wednesday's uh, extravaganza, the Steelers put center Marquise Pouncey on the COVID list uh, prior to the game. James Conner is also COVID positive, which is not great. Um, and Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow had knee surgery yesterday. They're saying they expect him to make a full recovery, which I don't think anyone's ever coming out of surgery, and the team has said they think he's not going to make a full recovery. So whatever's going on inside of his knee, it's all put back together. That's a good thing. Uh, You mentioned Josh Gordon's been reinstated today by Roger Goodell. He can begin COVID testing, potentially rejoin the team on the 21st, which would make him eligible for last. And the Steelers, Chiefs, and Saints – and clinch playoff berths this week. The Steelers and Chiefs can also win their division this week.
0: Wow. Here we are.
1: <laughs> what have you done in your time, Sherpa?
0: You didn't take a <laughs> breath during the whole thing. I was impressed.
1: I don't think I did. I'm not entirely sure I no. did.
0: I went outside uh, to put up some Christmas lights, but then I fell off a ladder and had to go to physical therapy, but I did that and came back.
1: <laughs> did you run into Joe Burrow?
0: Um, no, there, I didn't. Huh? He was already done. Maybe next time.
1: But obviously, we've got a few holes in the lineups, and uh, there's always the ever-present somebody may get near someone else with
0: COVID possibility. So, how
1: how's the waiver wire looking this week?
0: Well um, again, I'm it thinking. depends on what position <laughs> you need. If you need wide receivers, quarterbacks, even tight ends, you're you're, you're in luck. Uh, Running backs, not so much. But um, let's start off with running backs, since that's the key to most people's fantasy teams. Start off, if you need somebody, uh, Devontae Booker would probably, with the Raiders, would probably be at the top of my list this week. Obviously not guaranteed that he's going to get a lot of playing time with Josh Jacobs, but even with Josh Jacobs there, you figure he may not get a full workload uh, given an injury. Concerns and they're playing the Jets, which also raises the possibility that even if Josh Jacobs were 100% healthy, he might be on the sidelines wearing a baseball cap backwards by the with hopefully with a mask on too. But he might be doing all those things by the third quarter, which would you know, give Devontae Booker more touches. So he would be at the top of my list this week. Um, Cam Akers, who may still emerge as the top running back for the Rams in the last couple weeks of the season. High up on my list, a uh, little further down, Frank Gore, who f- for whatever reason seems to have retaken, reclaimed the Jets' uh, running back position. Actually, coming up with you know, fairly decent yardage and yards per carry, but of course, you know, scoring options, scoring opportunities are limited there, which limits his upside. Uh, Benny Snell with yeah. the Steelers. Um, it's obviously, you know we'll see how James Conner is before the. game on Monday night, I think it is, but um, still likely to get more of a workload than he would normally and even against a pretty good Ravens defense, he fared pretty well yesterday. Uh, Carlos Hyde, not quite as sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was agreeing with you, he did. I mean, there wasn't a lot of bright spots in that game, but he looked pretty
0: good. Yeah, Carlos Hyde is obviously not as um, attractive now with uh, with, uh, Chris Carl, with Chris Carson back, but uh, still mm-hmm. you know, might be worth a, a look against, in the flex spot against the Giants. And then if you're really desperate, uh, Boston Scott with the Eagles uh, on the road against Green Bay this week. So those are the guys I'd look at for um, running backs. But again, those are, those are pretty slim pickings from my perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it certainly gets better when you get to wide receiver. <laughs> I think you hit everybody that's worth picking up.
0: Okay. So that's a nice segue into the position that probably has the most, uh, plentiful options on the waiver wire for you. If you should need one. Now let's start yeah. off with uh, Nelson Aguilar, who's looked pretty good the last few weeks. If he's, you know, not option one in the passing game there, he's definitely one a behind Darren Waller at this point, but, uh, hasn't dropped too many balls this year, which will make uh, people in Philadelphia. Come a long way. Come
1: a long way team, from
0: Philadelphia. <laughs> so he has. Uh, speaking of Philadelphia, Alan Lazard with Green Bay has a matchup against Philadelphia this week. As you mm-hmm. alluded to, he's not 100% healthy still, but he seems to be getting more looks um, each week You know that he's been back. So hopefully week three will be the charm for him. Uh, Tim Patrick with Denver easy to overlook for the Denver wide receivers after last weekend's debacle, but as you pointed out, Drew Locke is going to be back this week, and uh, that should be good news for Tim Patrick and mm-hmm. and uh, the rest of the receiving core there. Sammy Watkins, uh, T. Y. Hilton, who um, Philip Rivers seems to acknowledge as a teammate finally. Uh, Michael I think Gallup. he just
1: realized he's on the team.
0: I honestly, God, think he might have yeah. just
1: figured that out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael Gallup, Emmanuel Sanders, Jalen Rager, Henry Ruggs, Keelan Cole, Nicole Hardman, LaVisca Chenault, Anthony Miller, Hunter Renfro, Brett Perriman, um, uh, excuse me, Brashard Perriman, uh, Josh Reynolds, Denzel Mims, Darnell Mooney, Zach Pascal, K.J. Hamler, and uh, the aforementioned Kiki Koute, who hasn't done much yet, but uh, thanks to Will Fuller V. we'll be getting plenty of opportunity in a you know, a pretty past happy offense with Deshaun Watson at the helm. So that's a laundry yeah. list of uh, guys. Anybody stick out to you or anybody that I forgot to mention?
1: Well then Kiki Kute, I, I think he has a lot a lot of upside. Um I also think Houston's gonna upset this week and that's gonna be he's gonna be a, a big part of that. Um I like Kim Patrick a lot. I think I I think I've become a Drew Locke fan this season. I didn't think that was a thing that was possible, but here we are. Um, I think that maybe he's a better quarterback than we're giving him credit for. And with Jerry Judy a little banged up, I think Tim Patrick have himself a nice day.
0: All right. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, and Drew Locke, Drew Locke is and in, is indeed on the list of uh, guys I would consider picking up this week. If you happen to be starting Tom Brady or or uh, Teddy Bridgewater, or um, you know, just need somebody um, for you know for the week. Your regular quarterback has a lousy matchup. Um, Philip Rivers would be at the top of my list to stream quarterbacks this week. I like the matchup at Houston. Uh, Kirk Cousins has had a nice string of games, which is unusual for him, but there you have it, playing his third game in a row at home against uh, a not-too-favorable I I think I think uh, Jacksonville. I think that's
1: entirely my fault. I keep putting money against Kirk Cousins. I he keeps finding a way to screw me on that. So I, I think I'm going to not do that this week because so you may not want to start him. I'm just full disclosure here.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, Drew Locke going up against Kansas City and what figures to be a shootout would be another quarterback yes. I'd be looking at. Baker Mayfield going up against Tennessee. Defense is not quite as attractive. Um, either Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tua, whichever one ends up starting, has a nice matchup against Cincinnati's defense, although Daniel Jones wasn't able to take advantage of that last week. Alex Smith, Pittsburgh's defense, obviously the one of the better ones in the league. But, again, you know, a short week for them. You know, their schedule is probably out of whack, and losing Bud Dupree doesn't help. Alex Smith starting to look more comfortable. So, you know, that's another option to consider if you're desperate. And if you're really, really, really desperate, uh, there's Sam Darnold with a matchup against, you know, all of a sudden suspect uh, Raiders defense, and uh, Andy Dalton against Baltimore, another team with a, good defense, but on a short week and kind of discombobulated. So, you know, there's your quarterback options.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you hit them. I'm, I'm weirdly into Drew Lock. I'm I'm just – I'm out here. I'm letting everybody know.
0: <laughs> well, if you're going to stream them, it's a good week. That figures to be a high-scoring game, and they may very well yeah. be a touchdown or two behind by the end of the first quarter, and they have to junk the running game, and he you may end throw. up throwing 50 Still times. He doesn't so. look like
1: he's playing. I'm all in. No. Also, I don't understand what's going on with the Raiders, but we'll get to that in a little while.
0: Okay, I'm I'm willing to write that off as an anomaly, but uh, yeah, if you can't, um, if you don't look good against the, the Falcons, it's one thing. If you you know carry that over and don't look good against the Jets, that's a totally different story. That's I a think. very but different
1: thing.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that uh, how that story develops this week. Okay, for tight ends, Trey Burton, Mr. Philly special. All of a sudden, looking yeah. like a reasonable starting option again Mitchell. has a nice matchup. Well, Mitchell Trubisky Houston likes him, and, um, so and uh, Philip Rivers likes him too. I think so. Well,
1: uh, oh, you're um, right. You're right.
0: <laughs> uh, that's okay. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky may very well like him still, but um, unfortunately, I bet uh, if he
1: was playing, we throw to him. But you're right. I guess I should
0: live in You might try to throw to him even if he's not playing in the same game, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's entirely possible. Um, Kyle Rudolph, (laughs) I like his matchup against Jacksonville this week. Uh, Jimmy Graham against Detroit, Logan Thomas, uh, Jordan Reed, Dalton Schultz, and Tyler Eifert rounding out my list of uh, tight ends that I would consider off the waiver wire.
1: Yeah, I I like Logan Thomas a lot. Uh, Jordan Akins, I think, is interesting. Kyle Rudolph with Irv Smith Jr. possibly not playing or at least not being 100%. We get a little little taste of the past with Kyle Rudolph. I'm here for it.
0: And it is his season,
1: after all. It is. It is. It's that time of year. It'd be nice if he actually dressed up like Rudolph. Like, if we saw him, like, you saw the shot into the helmet and he had the nose on, that'd be great. That's the kind of content I'm looking for.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kirk Cousins comes out in a fat man suit and some uh, and
1: that might be what it takes for me to finally, to finally bet on Kirk Cousins. <laughs> that might be it.
0: <laughs> that would be a good uh, touchdown celebration for them this week. We should oh, that'd be suggest great. that. Kurt Rudolph. At I the, really enjoyed at the J.J. Smith
1: Schuster birthday like, one a couple of weeks ago in in Pittsburgh. I think this would top it though.
0: Yeah, hopefully he wouldn't step on a penalty flag and mess up his ankle afterwards.
1: Not a good way to spend a I'm going to try not to do that online. So.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as, far as, defenses that place, goes, as far as defenses go, not too many um, streaming options this week that I like, but if you're going to do that, the two that I'd probably be most interested in would be Las Vegas against the Jets, although, again, hard to recommend Las Vegas coming off that, diffused, uh, that blowout loss to Atlanta. Yeah, and tough. then Detroit has a matchup against Chicago. But, again, Detroit, hard to recommend them as poorly as they've played this season. And now having fired their coach and GM, that's, that's going to be an interesting situation there.
1: Yeah. Detroit's just got a weird vibe. They, no, no vote of confidence from Matt Stafford, no sense of security for anybody. And yet, Adam Gase, still employed.
0: I think they just want to guarantee themselves that top uh, draft pick because the Jaguars are still breathing down their necks, so to speak. I know,
1: I know. Every time you think they have, they've got it sewn up, the Jaguars are like, hold my beer, here we come.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it's probably a good thing they're not playing each other the last couple weeks of the season because that would be musty uh, must-be be must or something like that. That's
1: what we would need yeah. that's prime time that's what we should have sure yeah that that would be that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be like the, the chase Daniels Bowl last year <sighs> with the uh match um, yeah, that would be the uh i
1: just I um, just would love to see the press release where they're telling us they're flexing the jets and jag <laughs> Can you imagine yeah.
0: <laughs> I know one guy who would not be watching that game. That would be Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> he, he'd be signing papers to come back. To come for, he'd be school. signing his scholarship papers for his senior year if that He's were the He's
1: thinking about transferring. He might not even
0: Right. He'll transfer oh, to some school nobody's ever heard of that has a losing record and just try to disguise himself, shave it off, shave his head, and yeah. just try to disguise Pro himself. Gardner for a year.
1: mustache.
0: Yeah, <laughs> hope some, some team.
1: Lucks
0: into a, a you know, into a better. I gotta tell you, I really, I really do
1: feel like he got he got COVID just so he didn't have to go play for the Jets. I firmly stand behind that.
0: <laughs> I think the consensus of all the mock drafts that I look at still seems to be that even if he you know does nothing more than inhale and exhale between now and next uh, April or May, whenever the draft <laughs> is, that he's probably still yeah. the number one pick. So. You might not be able to run, but you probably can't hide either. This
1: is true this yeah. is
0: true
1: tough being Trevor Lawrence, I guess well.
0: <sighs> but All right. we'll so, um, as to yeah, and there's two games that actually are going to happen this week, we hope um again, last yeah. week, sixteen games this week, fifteen games, go figure, although it looks yeah. like that Baltimore Pittsburgh game might never get played, but it did finally, so. As a result of all that and the schedule rearranging, there's no game on Thursday, which is tonight. So that's pretty obvious you at got, this point. You got but
1: fourth and inches in prime time is what you got.
0: That's right. You've got us instead of the game, and uh, hopefully our ratings mm-hmm. are better. They would
1: not flex the, the Jets games. and Jags over us.
0: I don't think so. They probably they might move us for the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting, but. Uh,
1: I wouldn't
0: in I I could I could get behind that. I'd probably want to watch the, I'm okay with the tree lighting too if I could. But. so um <laughs> in terms of games that are going to get played, we hope this week, uh Sunday early games, first game up, um is not quite in the Jacksonville, New York Jets.
1: Wait, category, wait, wait, do you want to talk about players close. we want to start? You wanna start and sit?
0: Oh you're Isn't right, we, we haven't done that yet. I'm just no, I mean skipping all over you're the You're just show excited.
1: Game. You're excited for Making me to pick against the Falcons right away. So, I mean, right. so, it's
0: going to happen again.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. So, running backs, who do you like this week? Uh,
1: love and Derrick Henry. The matchup is nice. Tennessee looks sort of like Tennessee again. Uh, Dalvin Cook, even with head, shoulders, knees, and toes being hurt, I'm going to err on the side of he's still better than pretty much anything else out there, and he's playing the Jaguars. So, I've got him at number two on my list. Austin Eckler is back from the dead, literally, and uh, fantasy-wise, got him in a a matchup I like a lot against New England. James Robinson, I'm always still high on Jacksonville. He's checking in at four on my list. Aaron Jones, uh, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, as long as he gets on the field. Chris Carson, same there, but it looks like he's got a better chance of playing. Uh, At nine, Raheem Mostert, a very questionable number 10, Josh Jacobs, Uh, but if he does not play, which he may not, I've got David Montgomery penciled in as a 10 A.
0: Okay. I've got uh, Derek Henry at the top of my list this week as he was last week. Thank you very much. Um, Aaron Jones, two. Austin Eckler, three. Dalvin Cook, four. Alvin Kamara, five. Chris Carson, six. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, seven. Um, Either Josh Jacobs or Devontae Booker, whichever one starts uh, at eight. Miles Gaskin, assuming that he's healthy enough to play this weekend at nine. And J.K. Dobbins, assuming that he doesn't uh, do something dumb again between now and uh, um, Tuesday, illegal. I think it is.
1: Yeah, and, as of this moment, He would be my number like, 10. Everything yeah. seems pretty And be then be
0: honorable, honorable mention to uh, Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds in Arizona and James Conner and Benny Snell in, in uh, Pittsburgh.
1: There you go. So who are you um, trying to avoid
0: for running backs?
1: I'm avoiding J.D. McKissick this week. Antonio Gibson, uh, thank God. I actually had him on both teams that I had Ezekiel Elliott on last week, so things weren't quite as bad as they could have been. Unfortunately, I'm still a Cowboys fan, so it wasn't great. Um, But J.D. McKissick, uh, I think, is going to see less time, and I don't love the matchup. Uh, Daryl Henderson in in L.A., Uh, like you said, I think Cam Akers is probably the one I like the most out of there. Uh he's more in purgatory for me. The rest of him I could do without. Philip Lindsay doesn't look like he can play. I don't want to risk it. Devontae Booker. Uh as, if Josh Jacobs gets on the field, I'm sitting him. Obviously if Josh Jacobs does not, but put him right on in. Uh Le'Veon Bell, Malcolm Brown, Carlos Hyde, jerk McKinnon, Kalen Blage, Anthony McFarland, and uh Mark Ingram. I I
0: Okay, for me, I'm sorry but uh, Ezekiel Elliott is at the top of it's the impressed.
1: list. I Oops. understand.
0: Okay. <laughs> Not everybody can play for the first place New York Giants.
1: No, um, no. Antonio
0: Gibson.
1: <laughs> Somehow first place and Mostert. all just still top five in draft picks.
0: <laughs> yeah, well. I, I actually the funny thing is, I think if I understand the draft correctly, the division I think
1: it's If mathematically you get into the playoffs
0: possible. if you get into the playoffs you can't Pick any lower than I think it's 19 or something. Well, that, I think all the playoff teams pick at the end, regardless of records. So that's, for the Giants, I'm kind of torn. I obviously uh, want them to win the division, but I'm also you know they're obviously not going to be a Super Bowl team. So if they're just going to make the playoffs, I don't lose, know, man. Cole McCoy
1: you know, be the difference in the
0: first round, but you know they're, they're they'd be looking at a difference of 10 draft picks, then probably. Picking at 19 instead of uh, In the 5 to 10 range So I'm not sure I'm willing to make that trade off But we'll see uh, what happens there Mm -hmm. So anyway Back to my avoid list Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson Raheem Mostert, uh, Miles Sanders Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift Wayne Gallman, Frank Gore Giovanni Bernard and J.D. McKissick Also uh, on my avoid list For this week So sounds like we do have some overlap then
1: yeah, yeah, we've got some. We've got some there. Uh, how about wide receivers? Who are you liking this week?
0: Okay. Um, Is it Devontae, Devontae Adams, Adams and why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. I mean, the fact that Tyreek yeah. Hill had more receiving yards at the end of the first quarter of that game against him
1: than anybody else
0: what? had in the whole game all season just tells you something about... He was on about, pace for like 1,000
1: you know, yards in the first four minutes years. of that game. It
0: was absurd. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that was... Uh, pretty amazing. Uh, Devontae Adams would be my one and Tyreek Hill 1A for this week. Uh, checking in right after them, the oldness former teammates uh, with the uh, the alphabet soup, uh, A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, <laughs> three and four. Keenan Allen and DeAndre Hopkins, five and six. Devontae Parker, Michael Pittman, Adam Thielen and Tyler Lockett rounding out my top ten with uh, Corey Davis getting an honorable mention just outside the top ten.
1: Okay. All right. I don't hate that. Uh, Corey Davis just outside of mine as well. Uh, I've got Devontae Adams at the top of my list because I like his matchup a little better. I i am becoming a Broncos sympathist here. I like their defense a little bit better, even though Tyree kill is very dynamic that bumps them down to two on my list. I've got Stefan Diggs up at three DK Metcalf at four and Keenan Allen checking in at five for me. Adam Thielen happy. He doesn't have the COVID anymore coming in at six Robert Woods, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Alan Robinson I.I., and Terry McLaurin running on my top ten
0: Okay, you'll be happy to know Terry McLaurin headlines my avoid list Perfect so, uh,
1: We're back on track um, like something.
0: <laughs> yes, Devo Samuel Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb yeah. Michael Gallup, sorry if you recognize the theme among those last three names, uh, Rashad Perriman yes. T. Higgins Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay Marvin Jones uh, also on my avoid list this week for wide receivers. Dishonorable mention to Denzel Mims, Tyler Boyd, Darius Slayton, and Travis Fulgham.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot to dishonor. Uh, I've got I've got Tyler Boyd and T Higgins heading up the top of my list. Uh, Brendan Ayuk, glad he's back and active, but I don't love the matchup, uh, so I'm staying away this week. Darius Slayton at all in New York. Um, I guess I like Sterling Shepard a little better. He's more in purgatory for me. Uh, Brashad Perryman, Josh Reynolds, Sammy Watkins, Jamison Crowder, Marvin Jones, and Christian Kirk staying away from this
0: week. Okay. How about uh, quarterback two do you like? Loving Patrick Mahomes.
1: (laughs) It's hard not to after that show last week. Uh, Yeah, I know. I know. Color me surprised. Uh, Josh Allen checking in at two. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray running out my top five. Even with a bum shoulder, I'm still liking it. Deshaun Watson, uh, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, as long as he plays, obviously. Uh, ben Rossesberger. And running out uh, in my top 10 here, as long as. Here we go. Uh, I've got. Oh,
0: there we go. Can I'm I guess? Sorry. Yes. Can I guess who it is?
1: Go ahead. Or did you already
0: mention you lost?
1: No, no, go I'm, ahead. I'm
0: guessing. <laughs> Um, I'm guessing his name rhymes with Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: You would be correct. (laughs) Actually, either, either, or Fitzpatrick or Tua, I will start either of them. Um, And believe it or not, just outside my top 10 was Kirk cousins. I didn't like it, but this is where we are.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, you'll be happy to know that I, I went up to you and, and put, uh, The Fitzpatrick and Tua combo at number nine on my list. So apparently I like like them even a tiny bit more than you do. Um, Patrick Mahomes is (sighs) one on my list. Aaron Rodgers, Philip Rivers doesn't make too many appearances on my list, but he's there this week. Justin Herbert, who's becoming a mainstay. Derek Carr, I think he'll bounce back. Russell Wilson, Ditto, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, uh, the Fitzpatrick, Tua, whoever, and then uh, Taysom Hill rounding out my top ten.
1: Yeah, I I don't have much beef with it. Um, I will say that, unfortunately, Daniel Jones, Colt McCoy, anybody else who's going to throw a pass for the Giants this week is ending up on my avoid list. I'm sure you're surprised by that. Uh, Mike Glennon also joining him. If it were Gardner Minshew, it might have been purgatory, but Mike Glennon on the avoid list. Drew Locke, as excited as I am about him, uh, probably still going to have a tougher day than some of your other matchups. Matthew Stafford, Baker Mayfield, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Mitchell Trubisky, Jared Goff, and Matt Ryan I'm running out my uh, 10 to avoid.
0: Okay, um, I've got Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford, one and two on my avoid list. So sounds like we're on the same wavelength there. Alex Smith, yeah. Andy Dalton, sorry, Jana, Sam Darnold, Mick Mullins, <laughs> Brandon <laughs> Allen, and Quake McCoy. Colt McCoy, or uh, <laughs> Daniel Jones, sorry to myself, rounding out my avoid list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the Giants just are only going to win one better. more game this season.
1: <laughs> things aren't things aren't great out there. <laughs> well, thanks. the
0: Giants are only going to win I, one more I, game this season, but you know who that I, I game feel, is. I feel what
1: you're alluding to here.
0: <laughs> it's the final game of the season when they just happen to be playing your favorite team at home. Just give it give it's the, the whole, only just game give the whole gonna Cowboys win. team
1: COVID before them. Let's just shut it down. <laughs> I think it's for the best. Of so I think <laughs> the
0: Giants are going to be five and eleven. I don't think that's going to be good enough. I bet either Washington or Philadelphia will yep. tip over the apple cart, which will result in in the Giants mercifully uh, returning to the top ten. In, possibly,
1: possibly in into we'll in that top five pick again.
0: <laughs> I don't think they'll be top five. I think the the three NFC East teams that don't make the playoffs are all going to be top ten. Pickers, possibly top five. But for right now, I, I would say, yeah, gosh, it's almost a, a curse. The, the Giants are, you know, I'm, I'm hoping maybe the Redskins can, excuse me, the uh, football team can uh, sneak in there <laughs> and win a game somewhere that I'm not expecting. And uh, maybe this week against Pittsburgh, maybe they'll knock them from the ranks of the unbeaten, but uh, I'm not seeing it.
1: I, don't, I don't so. That's if there's anything we can ends. predict at, the NFC at this point.
0: No. What are you liking this week at tight oh. end? Tight ends, uh, Travis Kelsey, shock, shock, Darren Waller, shock, shock, horror, no. horror, <laughs> Trey Burton, Hunter Henry, Mike Gesicki, John U. Smith, Robert Tanyan, Kyle Rudolph, Jared Cook, and Mark Andrews rounding out my top 10 for this week.
1: I also have Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller at the top of my list. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Austin Hooper, uh, Eric Ebron, Noah Font, Mike Gasicki, and uh, Dallas Goddard. Checking in at number 10.
0: All right, you'll be happy to know that TJ Hawkinson and Evan Ingram are headlining my avoid list. Perfect. Along with Zachary, Dallas <laughs> Goddard, Austin Hooper, Logan Thomas, Hayden Hurst, Dalton Schultz, Tyler Reifert, and Drew Sample. <laughs>
1: I have Zach Ertz at the top of my list. Trey Burton, who, despite my best efforts, does not play for the Bears. Uh, hes I would not start him in Indianapolis. I would, however, much like him in uh, in Chicago, but that's just not going to happen this week. Dalton Schultz I'm staying away from. Not a lot of good about the Cowboys right now. Tyler Higby, Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph, Will Disley, Jordan Akins, Drew Sample, and Tyler Eifert. Sorry to all the Tylers out there.
0: Okay. Um, Tyler Higby, you didn't mention him, I don't think, did you?
1: Uh, yep. Yep. I'm avoiding him. Staying away from him.
0: Oh, okay. I missed that. All right. I have to pay more attention. Okay. So for defenses, um, (laughs) defenses, who, who do you uh, like this week?
1: Uh, the Steelers, despite being on a weird schedule, um, and despite the fact that they may not actually win this game, I still like their defense, uh, Miami, Baltimore, the Packers, the Bears, Raiders bouncing back. I can't be as bad as they were last week. Uh, Seahawks, Chiefs, Vikings, and the Colts.
0: Okay, I like the Bears, the Dolphins, the Packers, the Seahawks, Raiders, Steelers, Bills, and Ravens are the defenses that I would want to um, start this week. And, you know, again, Raiders and, um, you know, Raiders are probably the one that you would be able to find, most likely to find on the Waiver wire at this point, yeah. maybe even Seattle as bad as they've been. But again, if they're playing against Colt McCoy, they and you know they'll probably have even more success than they did against uh, the I Eagles. So. And I was so disappointed that game didn't end in a 17 to nine score. If they had just I was called that game after three quarters <laughs> on account of COVID or something, that would have uh, <sighs> made me happy it then. So but, um... That
1: would have been great. We were we were both lamenting yeah. this. We were not happy with how things
0: went. Too much scoring. Yeah, yes. <laughs> So how about defenses to avoid?
1: I would like to avoid anybody playing defense in the NFC East. Just just blanket. Let's stay away from them. Uh, the Saints, Bengals, Bills, Rams, Falcons, 49ers, and the Jets. Also, I'd like to stay away from
0: them. Okay. My avoid list consists of Houston, Philadelphia, Denver, Cleveland, the Jets, Cincinnati, the Giants, the Patriots, and uh, – Jacksonville. So there you have it. Um, we're really going to have to do a two-minute drill on the game predictions this we, week but, we are. Uh, after several false yeah. starts. Let's
1: uh,
0: <laughs> give it a shot. Okay. So it. as I was saying, not quite in the same um, realm <laughs> as Jacksonville and the Jets, but uh, still pretty darn oh. close and that's Detroit at Chicago, another hard game to watch. But uh, I, th- I think these two teams are both in uh, pretty bad shape if Chicago's demise yeah. surprises you uh, you weren't paying attention early in the season when they were five and0 five and one just that was smoke and mirrors I think this is much more indicative of who they are anyway but I think they do bounce back and get a win this week only because Detroit has got even more question marks and problems than they do I'll say final score uh, Chicago 24 Detroit 17 and all if all 41 points were Scored by uh, defensive and special teams, it wouldn't shock me.
1: Wouldn't surprise me too much either. I'm um, I'm am, I am not picking Chicago to win this game, mostly because Nick Foles is not playing quarterback. Uh, I think Detroit is just the fact that they've got a new regime in. I think is just going to be enough to put them over the edge here. I've got Detroit winning twenty-seven
0: twenty-four. We're off to a good start. Hey, um, <laughs> Tennessee hosting Cleveland. Cleveland showing signs of life, but Derrick Henry is just the unstoppable. Forced at this point, uh, he's probably having as dominant a run as any uh, running back has had in recent years. He's kind of reminiscent of you a know, bigger version of Marshawn Lynch in the way he just bowls over everybody. I think Cleveland keeps this game close, but I'll go with Tennessee uh, for the home victory by a touchdown. I'll say Tennessee 31, Cleveland 24. I've got Tennessee winning
1: 31-21 despite the fact that I own, and I woke up feeling dangerous T-shirt, and I, I like the sentiment. I like this Cleveland team. I think Tennessee is a much more complete football team, and uh, I think that's going to show from start to finish.
0: Okay. Um, Indianapolis at Houston, as we mentioned, Wolf V, no longer uh, an active uh, member of the Texans um, for this that's season. And – Indianapolis is going to have to bounce back um, from a tough loss to Tennessee last week, but I think they're going to do it. Uh, Philip Rivers, still not very impressed by him, but uh, somehow he's getting the job done. You know, he'll probably throw for 300 yards against Houston's defense, and I think they'll manage to pull this out by a touchdown. I'll say Indianapolis 34, Houston 27.
1: I've got Houston in a mini upset here. I've got them winning 27, 24 and a close one. I think they come back late. Uh, despite this Indianapolis defense being the better one, I think Phillip Rivers is still the, the Achilles heel here. And I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a nice day.
0: All right. Um, next up Jacksonville at Minnesota, Minnesota's third uh, home game in a row. They, they, uh, pooched the first one and almost, uh, blew the second one too. Thanks to Jeremy Chin. But, uh, uh, came back and won. I think game, you know, and Minnesota being Minnesota, they're, they're kind of like a version of the, the NFC version of the Chargers, always finding ways to keep games yeah, close that they shouldn't. Right. But they seem to pull the iron out of the fire at just the right um, moment on occasion. I think they'll do that again this week and escape with a victory. I'll say the Dalvin Cooks, 28, and the James Robinsons, 24.
1: We've got the Dalvin Cooks winning 31-23. I'm hoping Gardner Minshew makes his return in this game. Mike Glenn is very tall, but I don't think he is the right quarterback for this offense. Uh, and I I mean, maybe this is the game I finally put money on Kirk Cousins. I just, I don't think it's going to be because it is the Jaguars. But even I couldn't find a way to justify Jacksonville winning this game. And believe me, I tried.
0: Okay. Um, next up, we've got New Orleans at Atlanta. Um, I know at least, you know, the guy on C B S sports line is picking Atlanta to win this in an upset. I, I don't have much faith in him. I don't know why I even mentioned that. But uh
1: no. I think no. Taysom oh, Hill yeah.
0: he's he's certainly not Drew Brees and their offense does looks much different, but I think you know, that especially their more complete team. I like what their defense is able to do. They'll step up and uh shut Atlanta down I think. So I'm gonna go with New Orleans to win this by a field goal on the road, New Orleans 27, Atlanta 24.
1: I've got New Orleans winning 28 Obviously, I'm never going to pick the Falcons, so this is not a surprise here. But I think Taysom Hill is getting uh, a more comfortable and more confident in this offense each week, and I think that shows. And like you said, this defense is just much better than this Falcons' defense, and I think they're going to they're gonna show this week. And we didn't really get to see what they were last week. That Denver game was not ideal. Yeah, that was, so I that was brutal. I
0: mean, when yeah. – when the guy who passes for when the guy passes for seventy five yards looks like a superstar, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's that's a problem. But not uh, a lot anyway. of good happened
1: there. So hopefully this week. We'll no. Do that.
0: <laughs> Speaking I think of I'm not a, a lot of good, be the uh, Jets are hosting the Raiders this week. Um, probably the less said about this game, the better. The only real question is: Did the Chucky's just think they had a bye week last week, or is this the start of a you know, long, dark journey into a long day's journey into night. But uh, I think there was just a blip. I think uh, the Jets will cure whatever ails the Chucky. So I'll go with the Raiders 31, Jets 21 here.
1: I've got uh, the Raiders doubling up the Jets 28, 24. Uh I The Raiders every year do this to us. You think, okay, they got it together. They're a good looking football team then they come out and lay an egg. So I think they're due to bounce back and the Jets cure a lot of problems.
0: Okay, hey, um, another team around that around, cures know. a lot of problems is the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals, especially the Burles Bengals, and they're on Ooh, the road Brandon against Allen, Miami I'm sorry. this week. <laughs> yeah, whoever uh, starts, I guess there's what three starting quarterbacks in the NFL with the last name of Allen now, which is probably a record there's of a some of sort. But uh, yeah, yeah, not a
1: lot of the tongue of Ilois
0: um, though. No, nor Fitzpatrick's. Although the, the one. You know, with Tiger Violola. There there might be a second one in a couple of years. Yeah, younger
1: Brother's, brother's pretty good. looking
0: pretty good for uh yeah, Maryland, yeah. I think. But um, yeah, he's, Brian Fitzpatrick's he's still, kid so, might
1: end up in the league by the time he retire, so you just never know.
0: Or <laughs> uh Arch Manning, but uh we'll yeah. but um anyway I, I think Miami wins this one pretty easily regardless of who's um, starting at quarterback, I'll say Miami 30, Cincinnati 17.
1: I have the actual exact same score. So I, there we are.
0: <laughs> I must have copied Put it off in for you then, Cause you probably did your picks before <laughs> I did mine.
1: Uh, you never know. <laughs> so,
0: all right, don't tell anyone. Okay. Next up we've <laughs> got uh, the giants at Seattle. Um, as much as I would love to pick my giants, I think this is the, second week in a row that Seattle gets to feast on the NFC East. So I'll say uh, Seattle 30 Giants 20 and hopefully the Giants keep it reasonably close, but not too close.
1: Yeah, Don't let or make a blast. Um, I've got Seattle winning 33 21. I think Russell Wilson will be cooking. Um, we won't have Josh Gordon this week, but uh, Colt McCoy or Daniel Jones, I just don't think there's enough there.
0: Okay. Um, the Rams against uh, Arizona, Rams on the road against Arizona, certainly laid an egg against San Francisco last week. I think they'll bounce back, oh. but uh, still come up still short. I'll go with the uh, Kyler Murray Bomb shoulders, uh, 27, the Jared Goff Bomb seasons, 24.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm picking Kyler Murray to win this, uh, 30-26. He's just such a dynamic player right now, and I think that that Arizona offense is a little more complete, and uh, the Rams defense doesn't scare quite as much as it should.
0: Okay, in Green Bay, they can beat you um, on the ground with Aaron Jones, through the air with Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams. They're hosting the Eagles that are looking more like ostriches or dodo birds. Mm. season i think green bay is going to double up on them i'll say final score the the green the hometown green 34 the visiting green 17 there you go uh
1: i've got i've got green bay winning 31 20 uh just because i think that the eagles will somehow find a way to do something mainly because green bay seems to let people back into games not so much because the eagles offense is really effective
0: what if the Eagles changed their name to the Wawa's for just one week?
1: They'd probably win more games, and I would hope there'd be a sandwich promotion.
0: Yeah, there definitely would be a sandwich promotion. Or if they run out <laughs> of it, well, never mind. <laughs> Wawa, they'd probably have a cigarette promotion to go with it. But you know <laughs> anyway. right. In Philly, that would play well. It would be fun. <laughs> probably would. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we've got uh, New England at the Chargers. And uh, I don't know, Chargers, they seem to snatch uh, uh, defeat from the jaws of victory uh, week after week. I think it's going to They're come down to, to some point. more scenario this uh, week. But I think New England is up and down as they are this season. I think the Chargers are actually the better team at home, I'm going to um, probably foolishly pick them to win. I'll say final score, Chargers 30, New England 24.
1: I am foolishly right there with you. I've got the Chargers winning 28-24. I think Justin Herbert will make a little magic happen, and I really like having Austin Eckler back in that offense, so I think that'll be the difference.
0: Okay, the Sunday evening game, which is usually the penultimate game of the week, but uh, not this week, not this year.
1: It'll be a good, uh, week, a good one to watch, I think, at least.
0: Yeah, it could be interesting. I think if Kansas City gets off to a fast start, then Denver's going to have to throw the ball whether they want to or not. Uh, But I Mm -hmm. I just think Kansas City has too much for them. It's going to overwhelm them. I'll go uh, final score, Kansas City 34, Denver 24.
1: We have Kansas City winning 33 uh, over the Broncos 24. I think the Broncos hang around. But like you said, Kansas City's just far away. A much better team than pretty much everybody.
0: Hey, um, Monday night, two games, first game, Washington at Pittsburgh. I don't want to say this is a track game for Pittsburgh because, you know, What is obviously... a track game for Pittsburgh? <laughs> well, it's I'll not say. because Washington's so good or anything, although they're definitely better now. But, you know, Alex Smith starting to find his groove in Pittsburgh. You know, I just wonder if their rhythm might be thrown off a little bit by this crazy schedule that they've had. You know, that'll be the second in a spate of three games in 12 days for them, which is kind of rough. Maybe if it's where the and third game, would be times. even more of a challenge for them. But uh, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh to figure out how to eat this out and get to 12-0. I'll say uh, Pittsburgh by a field goal,
1: 24-21. Good news for you and your Giants. I'm taking the fighting Alex Smith and Antonio Gibson to win this in a late fourth quarter upset 28-27. I think Pittsburgh's a little out of rhythm. Not sure James Conner's going to be there. Not sure who else might get the COVID between now and then. Marquise Pouncey not being there is a problem.
0: I think that the the old
1: football team might steal one here.
0: Yeah, that's not out of the realm of possibility. I just, okay. I'll I'll be very surprised if it does happen, but. Uh... We'll see. Not too surprised, but uh, quite surprised. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say my level of surprise would probably be a 5 or a 6 rather than the 9 or 10 it would usually be. Okay. (laughs) Buffalo at San Francisco. Buffalo, uh, of course, they got victimized by the Hale-Murray pass the last time they were out west, but uh, this time, I think, uh, um, but don't try to trademark it because he's already done that. Um <laughs> this this time I, I think yes he is. Um hopefully he used his uh, not bum shoulder to do that and just sign the papers. But uh
1: anyway it's this time I think the out. Josh
0: Allen's uh come back east with a victory. I think San Francisco is nice win against the Rams, but I don't see them uh pulling another rabbit out of the hat here. Uh um, Josh Allen is, you know, watches it pains me to say, this is uh, a much better quarterback than Nick Mullins, but uh, Maybe not exactly going not out on the win there. That
1: would be so nice.
0: <laughs> but uh, uh,
1: I'll go with uh, yeah.
0: Buffalo twenty-seven over the Forty ers twenty-one.
1: I've got Buffalo winning twenty-eight twenty-three. I just just a better team. It was San Francisco. I don't think is going on a a, a real hot winning streak here. Sorry guys, <laughs> Just, uh, okay. it was nice. They got they got their one last week. Good for them.
0: And finally, in in the, the Tuesday night game of the week, uh, hopefully the last <laughs> Tuesday night game of the season. But uh, one never knows. Uh, we've got Baltimore hosting your your beloved Cowboys, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to end well for your Cowboys. No. I think they'll no. keep it reasonably close, but uh, Baltimore should have. Uh, at least the running backs back healthy, and hopefully the quarterback too. I'll say a final score here, Baltimore 27, Dallas 21.
1: I've got Baltimore winning 31-21. Uh, I'm not feeling real good about the, uh, the Cowboys offense. I'm feeling real good about Ezekiel Elliott right now. Um, but thank you to uh, the, the uh, Steelers and Ravens for pushing this back a day. I do appreciate that. Um
0: you think Michael Phelps we, will do that?
1: Uh, we can only hope. Come out
0: field. on the field and do a swim celebration with the Ravens. Maybe the they'll sign him, him as the wide out. receiver.
1: He's got those long arms. Might not be a bad idea.
0: I don't know if he runs as well It'd as It would be field, hard though. to miss. True, true.
1: Uh, but before we check out for the week, uh, a couple of daily fantasy picks for you. There's some good values out there. Uh, no matter who starts in Miami, good idea to play him this week. They're playing just a good thing. Uh, Jared Goff, also a great play. Kirk Cousins, I'm recommending him all over the place today. Taysom Hill, uh, certainly going to have more pass yards than last week. Uh, Running back, Kenyon Drake, Devontae Booker, David Montgomery, Wayne Gollum, and uh, James White, all looking like good options. At wide receiver, Darnell Mooney in Chicago, I think is very interesting. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky seems to, to really like him, and, you know, there's not a lot. Not a lot uh, at that price point that you're going to get that kind of return on. So, for me, that's a good one. Robert Woods, a.k.a. Bobby Trees, uh, always a good pick. Corey Davis, who we talked about earlier. Alan Lazard, Brandon Cooks, and Denzel Mims uh, for the Jets. I think could be interesting. At tight end, our our friend of the show, Mike Kosicki, Robert Tanyan, and Austin Hooper, who's been great since coming back from having his appendix out. Maybe that was slowing him down. I don't know. Uh, Defensively, Seattle and Detroit, both good options. Uh, obviously, we will be back with you next week, probably on Wednesday, since there's a Tuesday night game. Uh, keep an eye on social media; we will keep you posted there. You can find us all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the Number Four TH and Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy Underscore Sherpa. If you missed us or missed any episodes, you can always find us all over uh, your favorite podcast provider as well as our blog talk radio page there. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and uh, good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.